Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now it is recording. This episode is a solo rant. Oh, shut up. Um, what is a solo rant, you may be asking yourself. If you haven't listened to one of these before, and no one would fault you for not listening to them, they are, uh, some of them are gems, some are fertilizer, and not much more. A solo rant is where it's certainly not a, a thesis, it's certainly not a uh, coherent argument about anything. A solo rant is where, like a true crazy person, I get on the microphone and I start talking. There is no thesis. There is no topic. We do Sometimes there has been topics, but this one isn't a topic. Most of them are not. And you are seeing it right now. So, Tommy, what is the point of a solo rant? There is none. We are, we are, we are walking. We're just going for a walk. And we're seeing what sticks. And we're throwing things at the walls. We're turning over rocks. We don't know where this episode will go. Are we going to talk about talk about directed energy weapons? Are we going to talk about love? Are we going to talk about dogs? It, it does not matter. We don't know. We can't know. We don't know until it's over. The thesis we don't, but we don't put out a thesis and then elaborate. We elaborate and then we put out a thesis and conclusion. So we'll start most simply with: Is that a new hoodie? Yes, it is. Thank you very much for noticing. This is a hoodie that came out a lot better than I thought it was going to come out. Man, it really has. So, this is a file I made. As with all the hoodies I designed, um, all the files are from 2018, 2019. Some are from, if any, are from 2020. I think they're all 2018, 2019. A lot of these things, I mean, I put hundreds of hours into, literally hundreds of hours. But I just never, I don't know, I never turned them into something profitable. And so now I'm just uploading them to hoodies. Because they're a huge canvas. And uh, yeah, the, um, and so this is one I made in, I think, 2019. Actually, I'm almost positive it was 2019. Maybe 2018, I don't know. And uh, I called it the, Jesus, was that really 20? No. Was that real? Fuck. Um, this file I just called some high-res bullshit. So on an iPad, not like actual Photoshop on a laptop, which is what this laptop was initially for, but on a uh, on an iPad, I mean, the file size, you can only get so big. You can do 8192 by 8192 pixels. And, uh, you know, like a good, decent file size, you know, like a PNG, would be like 30 to 40 no maybe 10 20 megabytes maybe 30 i knew it was because yeah there was like a limit to how big they could be on reddit or something and um i remember i started kind of just having fun making really detailed things and i'd find the more detail i made uh, a photoshop the bigger the file size would be and so i finally was like i wonder if there's like a i was just i truly was just toying around it's like i've talked about on here i'll play hitman and I'll put the little, there's like a, 
a vacuum thermometer type thing. It's like this little tiny suction thingy that you plug into like a USB. I put that on the back of the Xbox and I kind of gauge how hot different games make it. I found like Grand Theft Auto 5, it tops out at like 122 Fahrenheit. Um, Ace Combat, about the same, if not a little lower. I found Far Cry, goes up to like 130. And I found Hitman. I found Hitman regularly pushes like 133, 134. And so I try to like heat up Hitman. I'll, I'll kill everyone so that there's like body physics. I'll break every window. I'll make explosions. I'll, I'll shoot everything. I'll shoot down chandeliers and stuff. So there's pieces on the floor. I'll just try to add as many, uh, computational, I uh, get a big, a bigger computational workload as possible to see if I can heat it up. And sometimes I can get a push like 134. One, I think my record's 136. I don't know how much of that, you know, is from, because like right now it's like 57 degrees in this room. It's actually pretty cold. I'm going to show off this hoodie and then I'm going to put on a jacket. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was just trying to make bigger and bigger file sizes a couple of years ago. And, um, so I found the first one. It was, you can kind of see it here. It was like a picture of a forest. It was just, there's a subreddit on, there's a subreddit on Reddit just called large images. And it's all just compiled by a bot. And it's like above a certain file size, it will just automatically curate it into that sub. So I don't think anyone posts there like consciously. It just kind of gets uh, cataloged. And there's this image of a forest, and it was like 12,000 by 8,000. And I was like, fuck yeah. And um, then I got the uh, the waves from that famous Japanese painting. And uh, I had taken them and kind of stacked them on top of each other. Uh, I'd gotten a super high-res image of a dollar bill, a hundred-dollar bill. And um, then there was another there was a super high-res ima- high image of a moon. There's one guy on Reddit that always posts these like super detailed... Uh, um, stitched together images from like hundreds of different images of of moons he's very talented at it uh andromeda um there's another one of like a like a cheetah like it's hair like you could see every hair it was like an 8k background um there's another one of like a i think a tiger um and then there's another one of like raindrops on a windowsill and they were all like 8k 10k 12k images and I just overlapped them, and I just put different levels of opacity on them. Just and I named the file size some high res bullshit. That that was the file size, some high res bullshit. And I posted it as like a background, and it's just I kind of liked it because it was just it was just obnoxiously like high res. It my initial thought was this looks like some Apple background. This is like some Apple bullshit. <laughs> like you go into the Apple store and they've got the $9 million top tier Mac and they've always just got those crystal clear backgrounds. And I love Apple. And so I made this file. I made this and just called it some high res bullshit. And I never once thought of putting it on a hoodie. Cause I was like, there's, it's just not going like, to come out. Well, the most detailed hoodie is probably like uh, the Bob Lazar one I did with all the blueprints and stuff maybe the pharaoh hoodie um but i was like i kind of just want to see how this will come out and i was looking at the renderings and i was like it just looks kind of grayish and shit but i was like whatever i'll I'll buy it if not it's just if it doesn't come out good then it's still a comfortable hoodie and that is the plug for the hoodies is they are super smooth super warm they're amazing they're legitimate i wouldn't i wouldn't sell these 
if I, I would be proud of my designs, I wouldn't sell these hoodies if I didn't think, I mean, they are legitimately the nicest sweatshirts I've ever worn in my life. Bar none, I will die on that hill. I will stake my reputation on that hill. They are. And they are all, they're all designs. This one is more of an amalgamation. But anyway, so I wanted to see how it would come out. And it, I am, I am, I am pleasantly surprised. I don't even know how well the, the, the camera can show it, but like, okay, you can see like the hundred dollar bills. Now you can see like part of like the forest, right? You can see the stripes of like the leopard look closer. You see a hundred dollar bills, see the, the tiger skin, right? Now you can see like parts of the sunset. Oh yeah. There's another image. There's another one on there's, oh yeah, there's another image in there and it's a super high res sunset taken at like one inch above the ground on a beach. It's so, like the waves are crashing and the sun's coming through in the background. So that's on there too. Yeah. So, so right. So we see, you see the stripes, you know, look closely. You can see like hairs, right? hundred dollar bills. You can see the forest, obviously see all the stars from Andromeda. You can see the rain droplets. You can see where do you, can you see the the wave is soup there's probably the best proof of it you can see the crashing wave obviously the moon right <laughs> i just named it some high-res bullshit if you can't tell i am like i'm so dumbly simply uh entertained by this and i'm so proud of it because these are all other people's photographs this isn't even it's not like but that does look kind of cool see how the moon melts into like leopard skin and then you see the hundred man i'm i'm really fucking digging this thing i am going to try to swear less not because i think it's bad but because i just want to see if i can but (laughs) yeah i'm just tickled at how well it came through man digital printing is that's the bee's knees yeah I am, I am, I am happy with this. I'm very happy with this. I'm very impressed. Now we'll have to see. I'll have to wash it a couple times. Do we lose anything with that? I don't know. We'll have to tell. We we won't be able to tell until we do it. But man, (laughs) the, the, you are getting a, you're getting a, a sneak peek into the simplicity of my mind. Man, I like that. Definitely need to make some more. Need to make. So how many hoodies am I at now? I got this one. I've got Bob Lazar. Uh, I've got the Pharaoh one, the Alex Jones one. Those are all pretty. Uh, let's see. Those are all pretty detailed. And then we've got two simpler ones, uh, the Thought Thickens and um, and the A10 Warthog. I like those. I should probably lower the price of those because those designs aren't as good. I'll make a note of that. I'll lower the price of those. Those don't deserve to be where they are. They are not as good. Uh, make a note. A10. A10 price point. Is that the right word? Price point um, and thought. Thought price. So, I mean, they're folded up and I don't want to unfold them because I'm a bitch. But here's the Pharaoh one. It, it's very detailed. The Alex Jones one is very detailed. Pharaoh, Alex Jones, um, Bob Lazar. That one is badass. But, um, yeah, I like the... 
but I'm just very happy with how this one came out. I wonder how much more detailed we can get. Perhaps that's the new... Oh yeah, and there's another one in the mail. I forgot. Hasn't got here yet. But that one's very detailed as well. I wonder what, like... I wonder what the limits are. Or maybe there aren't any limits. Maybe there's just a clear limitation on what I perceived as limits. Because, I mean... That is... That is... Man, I wonder how many people have just tuned out by now. If you're still listening, can you just comment that you're still listening? I did this the other day on an episode. I was like, if anyone's listening to this, please comment this. And I will give you a free hoodie. And no one did. So I don't think anyone's listening. But that's fine. No free hoodie for today. I'm not putting that out there. You don't get that. No, that opportunity is gone. If someone can go find it in one of the past solar rants... At a certain point, I did say, if anyone's watching this at this timestamp, mention this timestamp, and, uh, yeah, we'll get in contact via email or something, you know, something such an old, but we'll get in contact via the electronic mail, and I'll send you a free hoodie, but no one did, so I don't think anyone's watching the solar ants, but solar ants are, look, they're not, they're not the best, I get it, all right, but I, well, first and foremost, I enjoy them. To me, they are fun. It's, uh, to me, it's like a burp or like gas or going to the bathroom. There's just like this, it's like a yawn. It's like stretching. There's just this stuff I need to kind of just get out. And I, I don't always know what it is or why it is. And I, I don't think I'll ever know why. But I do feel that there's just like a certain number of like words in me. And it's like a balloon letting out like excess gas because it's like you, you put too much in, like blowing up a balloon or something. And you pinch the end and let a little out. That's what I feel like when I do solar ants. There's just, I wait, I can't force them. Solar ants aren't the same as, there are a couple episodes where I have set out specifically to talk about something. Uh, the Lockheed Martin CL-1201, um, I think it was episode 136, um, that was one where I said I had to talk about that. And I said how I was upset how none of those channels like mustard or found and explained or whatever, or curses act ever made a, an episode on them. And then found and explained did make an episode. Are the two related? No, but I will take full credit for that. Um, another one, the Piri Rees, P I R I space R E I S map. That was one, the 1513 map. Um, yeah, I think those are the only ones that I've I've set out to talk about. Um, but what what I mean, what solar rants are is it's just um, I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like a you know, it's kind of like a freestyle rap. You just one of my favorite videos of Eminem is from like the late '90s or 2000s or something. He's in just some radio studio. And he just starts rapping and people are allowed to call in and say, like, they allow someone to call in like every 30 seconds and they just say one word and then they cut him off and then the, someone else on the phone line comes in. But someone's like, microwave. And he's like, microwave, a box will keep you a little wave. Who pays the wave? And he's just going on and on. Someone's like, mailbox. And he's like, mailbox full of rocks full. Of, but he's just doing this whole thing. And he's obviously not as shitty as me where I'm like, the, the cat wore the hat and it was fat as it sat on a mat. Yeah, that's 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 the extent of my rapping. But I love it because it was just this very, anyone can say it's a solo or a freestyle. 
but I mean, it's not. I don't really believe that any rapper does, because you can't know. How do you not know that that guy isn't just, he wrote a bunch of sentences and just has them saved up. But I loved when they just had someone else, people would just call in, and they'd be like, giraffe, and he would just rap about it for 30 seconds, and without missing a beat, you know, someone would be like, you know, like, sneakers, and then he would just go on with that, and that's kind of what I like about Solo Rants. But, like Eminem, ranting and raving on a microphone, you know when you're tuning in, when you're watching that video on YouTube, like, you're not getting a, you're not getting a, a Dr. Dre produced album. You're not getting this clean, sharp uh, rap god. You know what you're getting. So, with Solo Rants, it's, you know what you're getting, and so... If this isn't your cup of tea, this isn't your cup of tea, and I, I would recommend tuning out because it doesn't get cleaned up. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't get focused like a laser. It doesn't get you know fine honed. It is just. It's just this. It's. I try not to stop talking. I try not to let any like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply dead air and I really just kind of just try to go and it it is what it is and I really wouldn't look further into it for anything else um but I just kind of slide with whatever I'm thinking about I was thinking yesterday about uh like COVID and uh COVID uh strains and stuff and and vaccines and I was thinking what if conspiracy hats on credibility gone so what if, so I had this theory about like January 6th, like in hindsight, so like nothing happened. Well, I mean, yeah, bad things happened, but it's like Trump didn't overturn anything. So I was like, what was the purpose of that? And the only like my lot, I was like, okay, they're trying to draw out like the Trump faithfuls and those that are willing to leave their house and physically assemble somewhere. What would they be doing? They'd be cataloging, uh, they'd be cataloging those, uh, those willing to revolt in a war, right? So now they've got them all cataloged. Then you throw chum into the ocean and all the sharks come and then you hit them with tags like, you know, RFID darts. Well, now you got the sharks. Now you know where they are. That's kind of what I think it was. Using metadata, tagging phones, I think they tag those that, 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 those people, those members of the population, probably routing networks, you know, had you know, we draw them all out. Where do they come from? How do they carpool? You know, what messages do they send to each other beforehand? I think they were mapping. I think the election was stolen, and I think the new regime was uh, mapping dissidents. Um, Douglas Valentine. I've got a runny nose today. Douglas Valentine talks about that in the Phoenix program. He said the Phoenix program came home from Vietnam in the early two thousands. Um, but let's try to stay aware of my own biases. Is it the new regime 
or is it the ongoing regime and it changes it changes faces from Biden from Trump from Obama from Bush and that's probably what I think is more similar is in my mind I'm like they threw out my boy Trump and they pulled up and now the Biden regime is tagging all of the dissidents the much more blacker pill is probably it's probably the same machine that's been moving since 40 no it's the same machine that's been there since since November 22nd 1963 it, it puts on the face of you know whether it's you know you're a kid and you got to take your medicine you know whether it's the doctor with the puppet and they give you the they give you the they give you the shot and then you have to have a lollipop or whether it's mom with the medicine and the ice cream and here comes the airplane or whether it's uh you know you're with you're in college and you're like dude just just blow your nose and take the vodka man just take the vodka it's or you know taking a big rip of pot and just having your glass of ice water there to nurse your throat they're all these different like here comes the airplane and they're giving you the medicine that you don't want right i think that's probably the reality of it and you don't you don't like to think that and i don't mean you i mean me you like to think that trump was your guy and i think to an extent he was it's becoming more and more clear to me having voted for obama then romney then bernie then trump that I do think that there is a deep state and not like and you have to be very careful when you say deep state a lot of people think oh you're just you know yeah you know the people Trump was fighting or the people that put in Biden no I think there is a deep state that is beyond Trump is beyond, and that doesn't mean all is lost I think presidents do have power I think there is an entrenched power structure and kind of like the water going down at low tide and you can start to see the like edges of shipwrecks i think that is what trump managed to do for better or worse and i'm not saying that i'm not i'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing i'm just trying to look at it objectively we did kind of see the tide go down on the overton window the overton window tide receded and we saw the as the as the frame was going down, as the Overton window was descending, we started to see spikes at the bottom and went back up. Nobody think about that. Spikes are gone. But I think we saw it. And uh, but yeah, so so was that the six? Were they drawing out dissidents? Just like you know, was was the purpose of Trump to draw out dissidents on the left? Who's willing to get out and march? Was that Antifa and BLM? So I mean, it, it might it might not be this whole. You know, Biden's the bad guy and Trump is... It might not be that. It might be that they used Biden to draw out the leftist dissidents and then they brought in Biden to draw out the rightist dissidents. And what they're doing is they're cataloging us all like cattle, both Antifa and Proud Boys, both BLM and both MAGA hats. It's... That's probably the unsexy truth. And I've been sitting with that that black pill a little more lately. Not as a uh, pessimist. So anyone that watches this knows I am nauseating, nauseatingly optimistic. I think all else is madness. If the Titanic's going down, I'm not, well, it's over. We're going to drown. No, I mean, I embrace that the cold water is there. And as, as people said from 1912 that were there, it felt like, quote, a thousand knives stabbing into you. It was so cold. But I'm not going to stop thinking that the the ship is on the horizon that's going to save us. That doesn't mean rely on the ship. I'm going to try to find some driftwood or get onto one of those lifeboats. But I'm not going to just give in and tell myself all is lost. 
And it's a very important distinction. Don't just get, don't just, you don't, you're not naive and say, trust the plan. Q is going to save us, right? And, you know, the Lusitania is going to come pick us up from the water. No, 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 no. Understand the reality of it, that the ship just went underwater. You're in the middle of the ocean. You're going to die from hypothermia. But don't lose, don't lose hope because, because that ethereal, um, that ethereal sort of non-corporeal, uh, hope does have physical effects in the real world, right? You know, like fake news, you know, it's like, you know, Twitter's not the, Twitter's not reality. Instagram's not reality. But when there is a tweet or something and it does affect the stock market and that stock market affects your holdings and the holdings affects, you know, what school you put your kid in, it very quickly does have an effect and it affects whether or not you have some disposable income. And if you do, you grab a hoodie by TPC or whether you don't. Well, now that tweets become reality. Now there is a right. I'm holding, you know, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. But if I'm knocking over a domino that hits a basketball that rolls down a seesaw and then bops you on the head with a fucking ruler in a way, I have touched you. That's a, that's a great sound, but, but there is reality there. There is reality, you know? Um, so I, I don't think it's good to be negative. You know, it's, don't say those tanning is going to come save us. Like acknowledge that you're jumping into freezing waters. You're going to die of hypothermia or get eaten and take, you know, necessary measures swim as fast away from the ship as you can so you don't get sucked down try to get in some driftwood but also don't just sit there and go it's all lost it's all lost do what you can in the physical world but then stay positive because there is if you're staying positive and you're like i know the ship's gonna come over the horizon any second now i mean you psych yourself up maybe you get your heart beating faster you put blood towards your extremities and you keep hypothermia at bay that's the tweet turning into the hoodie is there's a sort of alchemy where you can turn positivity into reality. Um, I just don't think there's any, there, there's comfort in pessimism and negativity simply because there's certainty, you know, it's, um, it's like waiting to hear back the MCAT score, which I took on May 30th, 2013. And I didn't get back until June 30th, I think. By the last week of waiting, I didn't even care if I scored well or if I had to retake it. I was like, just give me the score. I don't, I just don't, I don't want to wait anymore. <clears throat> and you get to a point where you almost lose sight of what you set out to do. Um, I want a positive score because more so than you want a positive outcome and more so than you don't want a negative outcome. You just want an outcome. You, you just want that certainty. So, and then you, you kind of forget. You're like, no, wait, wait, wait. I want a positive outcome. Let's, let's stay positive. Let's stay positive. You may be thinking, well, there's no point. This is actually a good analogy. There's no point. What's the point of staying positive? You've taken the test and the score is done. What's the point of staying positive? Well, if I'm negative, what if I start losing sleep? What if I start stressing out more? And well, now if it is negative and it's going to be negative and it comes back and I got to retake it. Well, now you got to get yourself into to work mode again. You got to start studying. Am I going to take it again this cycle? Do I need to take it next cycle? What am I going to start prepping for? Do I need to do exam crackers or Kaplan or Berkeley review or whatever? 
stay primed and ready to go, you know? It's like if like the quarterback gets sacked and he's hurt, man, you know, when Bledsoe gets injured, man, Brady better not be in the locker room in a in sweat and sweats going, Oh shit, is it my turn to play? No, you better be on the sideline in pads, in gear, in uniform, warmed up, stretching, going on the little fucking bike with the oxygen. You better be, you know, like the field goal kicker warming up and kicking into the net on the sideline. You better be prepped and ready to go. So that's kind of how I look at positivity. It's like, stay prepped, stay ready. It's like the quote, luck. There's no such thing as luck. There's when preparation meets opportunity. And I mean, man, you know, when I put out an episode, I think it was 150 something, the you know podcast pitch to the investors, I was like, if, man, if someone wants to invest in this podcast, I was like, I just need living expenses for three years. Give me a chance. And then I kept, you know, I didn't, that was an episode one and I didn't just wait until it was, well, where is it? Where are the investors? No, I mean, there are a lot of episodes where you can see them wearing that fucking black collared shirt that said, you know, the bottle shop on it. And it's because I had to go to work or I just got off work or I had, you know, you know, I'm there the next day. I'm sitting weird because my back hurts because I've just been stacking liquor all day. And, and I don't know, right? Woe is me, right? Oh, God, you've had it so tough. You had to stack liquor shelves. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Shut up. Let me, let me have my little pity party. But I kept putting out episodes and then someone did see it. And someone did contact me. And someone did invest. And now I don't work at the liquor store. Now I just put out podcasts every day. I read books I want to read. I talk to guys I want to talk to or women, whatever. And I'm trying. Actually, I we did sell our first hoodie. We did sell our first hoodie. Granted, it was to a friend. Shout out Mitzi. Mitzi bought a hoodie. Um, but that's still a sale. Screw you. I'll take it. That's still a sale. Um, but... There is, there is reality. It, I mean, what a worthless statement. There is reality. That sounds like some Gary V shit. <laughs> Tim, Tim Dillon. <laughs> uh, effort plus energy. No, Gary. Something real. Fear is what you feed. No, Gary. But um, I mean, but I do remember the day where I that I decided I need to put out a uh, an investor pitch. I, I mean, I was just I didn't sleep well. I had been I had been crushing my fingers and I hated going to the freezer. It was so cold in there, and there was a, this fucking chirping alarm every time someone walked into the store. It would go off to alert you that they're there because you're in this sealed-in cooler. If you're the only one there, if you're the owner, I mean, you got to know when someone comes in or not. But man, when you're not, when you haven't slept enough, and you got a headache, and you're in there, and your back hurts, and you got to wear this stupid mask because this pandemic, and you're in there, and it's just for the eighteenth time in the last seven minutes, it's. Rip, and it's just it's just piercing right in, in your fucking head and you're you're cold and you're trying to you're picking up boxes of the beer and you're the tops are pulling off and you accidentally pull out a bottle and it breaks and you just you just fucking you just get angry and i remember that day i was like i, I gotta find i was like I, i've got to find someone to invest in this podcast because i'm going insane and um I, yeah i made that video that day and then I, then there was like another two months of, it wasn't like I made the video and it worked. No, then there was like two more months of working at the store that I didn't want to work at. The people were cool. I love the people there. They're, they have, I have no ill will towards them. But let's be honest, it's a minimum wage job. It just sucks. But putting out that, that podcast, uh, the, the investor pitch video, 
that had a real effect in the world. And not just obviously that I found an investor, but that it allowed me to keep going. I was like, I was like, it's, I was like, now I've put out the fishing line. I've put out the net. I've put out the bear trap. It's now there's something out there. And we just got to see, you know, I've put out the tip jar and that's what she said. That's, that, that's gross. Actually. I wonder if homeless prostitutes call their pussies tip jars. <laughs> Cause the tip I'm an adult. I'm 30 years old, but there was a real effect because every day it allowed me to kind of keep going to work. And I was like, just keep going, just keep doing another episode. And eventually someone's going to find it and they're going to be like, well, show me what work you've done. And, I, and I'll be able to show them everything I've done. These are all the episodes I've done. So there's a real effect to being positive. I mean, even now, I mean, as of this podcast, we're at 1,979 subscribers. I mean, man, I wish it was in the millions, but I'm not going to just, well, I'm going to wait until YouTube starts censoring me. They're never going to stop. So just keep working, keep pushing forward, keep putting out episodes, keep networking, keep, you know, it, again, this sounds like some Gary Vee shit. You just got to keep networking, man. You got to put it out there. You know, web 2.0, you really just got to be affirmative. You got to be out there. People got to be drawn to you. If you're not winning every day, then you're freaking losing. And I'm just sorry to tell you that, but Jesus, I'd rather fucking suck off a shotgun. But there is some truth to just keep pushing just keep pushing and just keep pushing. And eventually when someone does discover you, so let's say someone discovered that podcast pitch video where I explained um, how I had, you know, used a loan to focus on schoolwork. And then I went from an okay student to getting accepted to a good medical school. Now, if someone gives me a loan, so I don't have to work at a liquor store, what can I turn the podcast into? Can I turn that from good student to one of a hundred students that got into a school for 15,000 applied 15,000 smart kids, by the way, not just retards, like 15,000 pre-med students who at least made it through four years of that and who took the MCAT. So to me, I look at that as a very real, and yeah, I know I bring that up a lot, but it's because it's, it's one of the most proud achieve, achievements of my life. It's one of the most proudful uh, achievements of, of my Liffy. But so let's say someone saw that video and they're like, okay, I, I'm picking up what this guy's putting down. He seems, okay, here's an example. Here's his medical school acceptances. You know, it's, he's awesome. This guy, is, he's very handsome. He's, he's beautiful. He's perfect. What a, just a perfect, and you know, that's what everyone thinks when they see me is they're like, that, that's just a, the, the best. And you know, it's, I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, it is what it is. It's, <laughs> but if they saw that video as episode one and they're like, awesome, show me what you got. And I'll be like, well, I'm waiting to get money so I can start podcasting. You'd be like, Ooh. well, one, that doesn't show me the investor, anything I'm interested in. But two, that shows me that you're not willing to just fight through whatever it takes to get this thing to work. And three, I mean, now I don't even know what product you're putting out. So whereas it's like, yes, I have an investor now and which I also do think that this is the future of podcasting. I legitimately, you know, what, what's today? The 25th, 26th, uh, Friday, February 26, 2021, 12:33 PM Eastern time. I do think that this is the future, um, where people find, uh, up and coming podcasts. And is that a, is that a chip on my laptop? I thought it was a chip on my shoulder, but, but, 
it's where people find up and coming podcasts and you go into a contract, Hey, you give me X percentage of all future revenue and you, you do your thing. I mean, kind of like record deals, but not as price gouging. I think that the creator of the podcast has to own 51 or greater percent. I, I think that's the only way it will work. Otherwise you're just, you're kind of just doing the whole network TV thing. You're going to put out this and then Jimmy Fallon, you're going to talk to Oprah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How about another joke, Murray? So, with the podcast or with episodes going or finding an investor sorry yeah i do think that that's i I think it's the future of it i think you're gonna find i mean i certainly know i am when this podcast takes off and i get some fucking money yeah uh, i'm gonna go find channels that i think are up and coming and be like you going hey maybe it doesn't work it's because the thing is is it's not a loan you have to understand that is like it's not a loan like you you might not get your money and that's the risk but you got to find someone who's just viciously hungry on their own um, someone who's doing it regardless. It's, it's what I tell my guy who, who's backing the podcast. Yes, y- your funding is going to help enormously, but I'm going to make this work regardless. Your funding will help it make it quicker. It's going to happen regardless. With you, it might allow it to happen in three years. Without you, it might take 10 years, but it's happening regardless. It's not if to me. This will be the biggest podcast in the world. I, I don't give a. I don't care what anyone thinks. I just don't give a shit. And it's it's not, it's not ignorance. It's just I. I there's a goal. I'm going to achieve the goal. And there's only one way I don't achieve the goal: clinical brain death. It's because I'm not alive. I will not experience failure. I will either succeed or I will be dead. But there will be no conscious experience of failure. You may say, Tommy, that's a little intense. Fuck off. That's how I roll. That's how I get shit done. That's the only life I want to live. I don't want to live in a pussy. Fo- well, hopefully it works if we can find the right demographics. And, you know, if it doesn't, you could, oh, hey, you could go to the bank, man. You know, that's a good job being a tell. Go, f- go fuck yourself. The, the, uh, if I can't stand at the top of Mount Olympus, with a sword made of platinum and the severed head of a dragon in one arm and a babe in the other, then I don't want it. And the only way I'm not going to get that is if I'm just not there yet. I'm still climbing the mountain or two, you kill me. There is no, there is no active, there's no unconditional surrender. Emperor Hirohito was more level headed than I was when he realized total war meant unconditional surrender. I am not Hirohito. You would have to keep dropping nukes on my on my people. And the only way you would take over Japan is if I was dead. But, oh man, I've really got to pee. Timestamp, 3727. 3727. That always blows my mind. I, that's why I never edited up breaks because I didn't know it took that long. I thought I was gone for 30 seconds. 3727 to 3901. My God. But, um... <clears throat> I don't know. Some, somehow we got to Hirohito and how I thought he was didn't go far enough. Yeah, whatever. Um, but so there is a real effect to staying positive. And I'll die on that hill. So right now there's an effect to where you could almost say Yes, I have a, an investor. Oh, yeah, but I do think that's the future of podcasting. Because by removing the need to be monetized by uh, by YouTube, you remove the self-censorship. When you have an external source, and then, the, I mean, the... the, the oh, nice, Apple update. What you have to do is you have to put... You have to make your... You have to make your revenue source something that is uh, um, 
transcends YouTube. And right now I have not done that. But let's say it's something like uh, I sell hats or something. If you put out a website with hats and then you just link it to Rumble, BitChute, DTube, VO, YouTube, Band.Video, whatever, Vimeo, you I don't know why I felt the need to throw it. And Vimeo, don't forget Vimeo. You are not beholden to YouTube. You're beholden to your own website. Now, granted, you have to be able to make good merch like I can, like others can't. Eat a dick. But I do think that's the future of decent Because when YouTube controls the money flow to you, they control you. And that's where... Because aside from that, it's like censorship's not that... This is a bad quote. Censorship's not that big of a thing otherwise. If they're just blocking you from the channel, fuck them. Go somewhere else. It's like Alex Jones. Alex Jones shows through data that he, he gets mo- he has more traffic and more listeners and more sales than ever before since he's been deplatformed. People will find it, okay? People will find it. The problem is, is when it's your sole money source. So it's not just, you know, I get kicked out of your bar, whatever. Fuck your bar. I'll go to the next bar. When that's the only bar in town, that's when it has real effect. So if they're controlling your money supply and you've got a family or you're not even a family, you, this is what you do um, for a living. You don't have to work. All of a sudden they take your money supply. Now you have to work and now you have, so now it's not only that you, it's not only that you're not on their channel anymore because you're demonetized. You can't put out, so regardless if they ban you or not, you now can't put out as much content because now you got to go work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. So there's a very powerful effect they have when they control your money source, which is why I think the future is going to be you find people to invest in you and then you, it is up to you. It's kind of like what George S. Patton said, right? Don't tell people how to do something. Tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their ingenuity. Or as Dale Comstock said, what what Dale Comstock's dad told him when he was a kid. You have a 10 by 10 foot electric fe- electrified barbed wire, 20 foot tall fence. Uh, there's cement under it. You can't dig under it. There's trees above it. You can't land a helicopter. You have 10 soldiers. Tell them to get inside. How do you do it? And, and, and finally, the answer, Dale, Dale found out the answer from his dad, and it's you tell those 10 soldiers, get in there. And that's it. They'll find out a way. Don't try to figure it out how. Just know what your goal is. I do think that's the future of, of, of podcasts where, I mean, God, and you may be thinking, or Tommy, just don't talk about shit like, you know, uh, you don't, don't talk about COVID being a bioweapon or the, and it's not even some edgy shit where oh, I'm going to always talk about COVID being a bioweapon and 9-11. No, it's not even that. It's just the, 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 the window for censorship is going to keep moving and moving and moving and moving. So if you accept it now, we're just going to get rid of Alex Jones. We're just going to get rid of Milo. We're just going to get rid of Trump. I mean, come on, man. You got to have two brain cells working together and putting out some sort of action impulse to realize, oh, it's just going to eventually move to me. So you, I always say this, you, moderate Democrat listening to this, thank you for being here. You will eventually be the far right because you are not uh, foaming at the mouth for the opportunity to chop your four-year-old son's genitals off because he thinks he's a woman. That will eventually be the far right. That's just what it is. If you have a ruler and you cut off the, fr- and you cut off, I can't even say this because there's inches and I'm just going to keep making, you know, that's what she said, jokes. Whatever, fuck it, let's just have a ruler. Okay, that's what she said. If you cut off inches from 11 through 12, your new far right inch is inch 10 through 11. If you cut that off, your new far right inch is inches 9 through 10. It, it, you can't stop it. So. I do think it's the future of podcasting. What you're going to do is you're going to find someone that has any sort of original thought and you're going to give them, you know, 
living expenses, apartment, internet connection, hard drives, microphone, whatever, and give them a couple of years and you say, make it profitable. And if they've got what it takes, they'll make it profitable. And if they don't, you lose your, you lose your investment, whatever. If it does work, maybe you're going in halvesies on the next Joe Rogan. I don't know. I think that's what it's going to be. You couldn't tell anyone that you're looking at them like that, though, because that would that would alter, right? That'd be like the the double slit experiment. That would alter uh, like consciousness, altering reality. That would be. That's what it would affect how they work. You'd have to see what they're doing on their own with any without any money. You'd have to see if they have the drive to what, do what it takes. Um, and now we could get into the whole quantum mechanics of, and when I say that, I mean, I could just throw out some buzz terms and act like I know what I'm talking about because I believe it or not, I, I don't have a PhD in quantum mechanics is that right. The double slit experiment, the idea that the conscious observer does affect reality. Is it a particle? Is it a wave? Um, so in that sense, is there a real effect on being optimistic? Does your thought really create reality on the other hand? And this is a, a retards analogy, but um, early on in the podcast, I talk about this a lot. I keep a bunch of data, views, impressions, watch time, blah, 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 blah. One of uh, early on back when I had, when I had like 20 episodes every day, I'd, I'd write down the total number of views for every episode. And I got to about day 30 and I realized that this was spiraling out of control and it was now taking me a lot of time to keep up with it. Um, I mean, we're at 370 something episodes now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I did an episode this morning and it was fantastic. It was like an hour and a half though. And as always with my longer podcasts, they just take like exponentially longer to process. It's not like a linear curve. My MacBook, it takes like twice as long to edit like an hour and a half video than it does an hour video, which is odd. And like five times as long to do a two hour video. It's very odd. Same with my internet connection. It doesn't seem to be linear. You know, if it takes four hours to upload a one-hour video, it takes like 16 to upload a two, which is, again, odd. Um, so technically that was episode uh, 371, and this is episode 372. But this one will upload quicker, and I haven't uploaded a video today. And so I'm going to upload that tomorrow. So now that's going to be 372, and this is going to be 371. Who asked, you may be wondering. No one did. Fuck off. Um if someone's watching this right now, the code word is is banana feet. Comment that, and then we'll get in touch, and I'll send you a free hoodie. If anyone's watching right now, banana feet. That is, it, it doesn't matter if it's one word or two words. Just someone comment it, banana feet. If someone comments that in the next, well, it'll be uploaded by tonight. If someone comments that by Monday morning, We'll just say midnight tomorrow, midnight on Sunday, midnight on today's, today's Friday. I thought today was Saturday. Jesus Christ. If someone comments that by midnight Saturday night, so Saturday the 27th at 1159 PM, if someone comments banana feet, we'll get a free hoodie. Let's see if someone watches this within the 24 hours that it's up. Um, again, solar ants, you're getting, you understand what you're getting. There's no coherent argument in here. This is all over the place. So don't tune into this. If this is, you're looking for a real product, you're not going to find it. Um, go away. Uh, what the fuck were we going with that? Investing podcast, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If I don't know, 
Um, fuck, I don't even, I have no idea where. Came back from the bathroom talking about investing. What were we talking about before that? Jesus Christ in heaven. I completely forgot. Laptop? Microphone? I have no idea what we were talking about. I don't care. Um, investing, investing in the podcast, fucking find the next person that's going to work hard and put out good products and did an episode before this with a cool guy. That was a very good episode. That was an awesome episode. Um, whatever. Guess that thought's lost forever now. But, you know, in a way I do look at the fact that like the podcast hasn't blown up yet as like, uh, wait, was I thinking parameters, parameters, sorry, parameters, writing down video views, video views every day conscious experiment, double slit experiment. I would go in and I would, before I even knew what YouTube studio was, which is like an, it's an app for us upper echelon elitists. We get to see what's actually going on with the journals. You peons wouldn't understand. Just, just trust us. All right. 14 days to flatten the curve. And it's something where you can just go in and kind of, it's like you get to step behind the stage. If like the stage, the podcast, YouTube app is like one of the seats in the theater. YouTube studio is like, you get to go up to where the projector is and you like get to look at all the other stuff. It's just a good way to track analytics and shit. Um, but before I, and, and when you look at videos on there, it's like, it doesn't like, before I knew that existed, I would go in and keep records of the videos every day, but I would go in through YouTube on my personal channel, personal, my personal account where I watch it on. It's just an anonymous account. But I would go in and I would view the episode every day and I'd see the number and I'd, and I'd write it down in Excel until finally I started to realize, wait, how come they're all going up by one view a day exactly? And I was like, oh, fuck, that's me. That's me observing it. I mean, literally by clicking on the video and observing it because it, YouTube has so many different numbers. If you if you just go to the search bar and type in Tommy's podcast, you're going to see a couple results like a, a, a horizontal scroll. Those have num- Those have numbers of views on them. If you then go to my channel and look at the vertical scroll, each of those will have their own unique number. If you click on the video and go to views, that will have a third number. And then if you go to YouTube studio, actually, if you go to YouTube studio, it'll give you a fourth number. And then if you click on that video to go more in depth at the, at the analytics, it'll give you a fifth number. So there's five numbers for any given episode. I found they all kind of equalize after about a month, but leading up to it, dude, you get this weird, I don't know what it is. It's like a glimpse behind the curtain, behind the curtain. You see like the fucking around of it. Um, maybe it's not on the fairies, who knows? But I mean, that's like an example where that for me, that kind of altered the double slit experiment in my mind. Cause I was like, cause I had heard Rogan talk about it before. And, and he, I mean, it's him saying like, I'm not a physicist, but he's like, doesn't it seem like the very act of measuring can affect the measurement? And I can't, I can't translate that into quantum physics or quantum mechanics, but I can in my own simple mind look at the examples I do have. And for instance, me recording the number of views on an episode, I can see it alter the number of views on an episode. So I don't know. But then again, who knows? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe positively looking at the world will allow you to positively see things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise, right? If you're looking for... You know, if you look at data, you can find any, you can find support for anything you want. You just, it depends on what you want to find, right? If you look at data, you, if you look at any given data, you can say, ha, 
bananas cause cancer. Ha, uh, India is the biggest culprit of, of climate change. Or, ha, you know, people with, with brown eyes inherently love J.R.R. Tolkien over J.K. Rowling. Like, you can find whatever you want. Um, but so, but let's take that and run with it. Is that an inherently bad thing? If you want to find positivity, if you want to find optimism, if you want to find uh, positive news in the world, uh, if you want to find medical breakthroughs, if you want to find success stories of farmers from China getting into MIT, if you want to find, uh, you know, happy couples who aren't divorced, if, if you want to find, you know, people that overcome uh, hardship, if you're looking for that, well, you're just looking for that. And so you found that. Yeah. And so now that's my reality, right? It's, you know, it's like, um, again, on YouTube, right? It's, it's your, your, your YouTube tunnel, the subjective experience that you have, the videos recommended. So let's not even go into the whole censorship, big tech, putting their thumb on things and pushing stories. Cause we know that's true, but let's just say in a perfect, like, right. Kind of like the physics professor. It's like in, in a vacuum where, where, where cows are spheres, assuming perfect conditions when you go in and like you start watching more uh shot on iphone memes you know which i saw the funniest one i've ever seen yesterday the guy with the champagne on on, on putin the the race car driver that's the best one i've ever seen <laughs> fucking the phone one but as you start watching those you're gonna start getting those recommended you know, as you start watching a new channel and you search for that channel more and more, you get recommended. I don't have any notification bells on. I don't get, no, no one gets notifications on my phone. You, I have not granted that access to my conscious reality to anyone, my sphere of reality. Nobody gets access to that. That just gave me a kind of a flashback to I remember one time I took 400 micrograms of LSD and I think nine grams of mushrooms. And I had the realization that like all of reality is actually just really, you're basically in a virtual reality bubble. It's just a 360 degree sphere and you've never actually moved an inch in your life. It's all a, an illusion and everyone you love who has died is actually just behind the screen. And they're all like, have, they're all clinking drinks and they're watching you and they're like, Oh, look, Oh, look, look, he's watching the 2020 election. Oh, look, he thinks it's a communist coup. Oh, he fell for it. Ah, he's so scared right now. He's so scared, but they're watching you with absolute just love. They're like, he's just watching a movie. He doesn't know it yet. And they're just laughing. Again, Tommy, that may be an overly optimistic view. There's a communist coup. There's a new technocratic super elite. Yeah. Or I can just stay positive. Well, what if you're staying positive and, and there's no backing up of that? What if it's just a negative world? Well, then I'll stay delightfully intoxicated with positivity. Like, I, I, I don't... If one of the engines falls off the plane and you're barreling into a mountainside and you've got a minute left, are you going to spend a minute of sheer terror saying, it's fucked, we're going to die! Or are you going to spend a minute going, it might land, it might land... And you may be saying, no, you need to face the fact that you're about to die. And sure, there's some reality in that. You know, again, the Lusitania is not right on the horizon. It's not saving you jumping off the back of the Titanic into the Atlantic waters. Sure, acknowledge, okay, you know, but once you've done the acknowledgement, like, okay, let's say you have 10 minutes before you hit the mountainside. You first, yes, acknowledge it. And let's say that for whatever reason, you can't get in touch with your wife and kids. So it's not even like you could be spending your final moments with them. 
So you, you know, first things first, you text them, love you, I'll always love you, whatever. And let's just say for the, for the phone burps out, that's no longer a thing. Okay. You acknowledge, you're not just going, ah, it'll probably land. No, you're being very real. It's going to crash. You should probably reach out to those you love and tell them you love them. Okay. Well, after that, after that's done, and no, it's not like you can reach out. It's not like you're Iron Man. You can, like, pull the engine back on and hold it, like, you know, like, ah, you know. It's, you can't do that. It's... I don't think it, uh, it's like there is no real effect you can have. So if you just have nine minutes, do you want to spend your final nine minutes hyperventilating and having an anxiety attack and vomiting? Or do you want to maybe keep your cool a little bit? Okay, it might land. It might land. If no matter what, the end result was always going to be the same, like it, it's the it, you were going to hit the mountain regardless, would you not at the very least want to spend your final nine minutes Sure, maybe elevated heart rate by going, I think it can land. You know, I know this pilot. It's like one of the best. I talked to him before. He used to be in the Blue Angels. It's like, at the very least, stay a little positive, right? Drinking alcohol is just, that's an artificial good time. You're not actually happy. Sure. And it's not a way to go through life. But okay, if you got nine minutes left or whatever, nine hours, let's say you're over the middle of the ocean, the transponder's gone. Let's say there's an an orbital EMP blast and you're over the middle of the ocean. No one's coming to help you because no one can help you because they can't help themselves. So you're just kind of drifting and you've got an hour before you crash into the ocean and die. You know, you're going to drown. You're going to get eaten by sharks. There's no worse way to go than crashing a plane in the middle of the ocean at night. But let's say you've got nine hours. Yeah, getting drunk, that's not reality. But would you rather not just throw back, you know, a couple double shots real quick and take a Valium and then just get to exist in that world for nine hours? At a certain point, it's a zero-sum game. Why choose suffering? At a certain point, you're choosing suffering. Again... 1940s America, it's, uh, I'm not going to focus on Hitler, I'm not going to focus on the rumors of concentration, which I don't even think we're out in the early 40s, but, but I'm just going to, oh, we're just living in America, just, 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 you know, isolationism, we're not going to go overseas, no, listen to George Washington, listen to Smedley Butler, FDR's right, blah, 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 Lendley's program, let's stay here, let's stay here, that's a very real thing, where it's like, no, there is a growing power, you know, or let's not even use America, let's say like Poland, it's like 1939 or something, He'd be like, no, like they are locking up your Jewish brothers and sisters and they're going to come for you eventually. Oh, no, I'm just going to stay positive. Let's stay optimistic. That's not good because there is a reality and there's a reality coming to you that you can still sidestep. You can flee the country and not go to a death camp, right? So there is a reality in being grounded. But there's also a certain point where you have to, ex- let's say you're already in the death camp and there's nothing you can do to escape you know stay positive in hopes of liberation and i know that's an absurd thing for me to ever try to make an assumption that i can imagine but it's it's an analogy so fuck off actually no fuck off it's an analogy i don't know why i gotta put in this whole pious thing yeah that camps are horrible and i'm using it as an analogy go eat a dick i don't care so stay positive right just stay optimistic i don't i don't i don't view it as you know, it's like staying optimistic that, like, uh, the right thing would happen with the 2020 election. At a certain point, you have to acknowledge you can't do anything, but I'm not going to sit around and be like, it's all fucked. Like, what? Why? No one's ever going to fund the podcast. It's not going to work. Big tech is just, man, what a cop out. All right. 
It's like being 600 pounds and being like, my genetics make it so I'll never have abs. Which is why I'm not dating Katy Perry. Which is why Emma Watson won't call me back. It's very simple. It's my genetics. No. So the idea that you can you can cop out and it's not working because big tech. I mean, yeah, there's some truth to that. But at the same time, well, one, your channel's far too small for them to give a fuck about you. There's not a conscious person on your account just getting caught up in an algorithm, which you could sidestep. Actually, I don't know. I think because I think they transcribe your videos and then scan the syntax. But that's not the point. The point is, is regardless whether, well, let's say you're Joe Rogan. Let's say you're Steven Crowder. Let's say you're a big channel that does have an eye on you. Let's say you're Lex Friedman. Yeah, big tech may have it out for you. Okay. So let's roll up the punches and keep going forward. But why? Big tech has it out for you. Why would you want to do that? Because so what? Do you just go, oh, they're out for me. Guess it's not going to work. Well, that just shows that you didn't really want it to begin with. Because you hit a, you hit, maybe you came over a couple hurdles before, but you came to a big one and you said, eh, it's not going to work anymore. No, fuck that. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve the success. You have to push through and... Okay, yeah, the cards are stacked against me. All right. Is there a 0% chance? No. Well, then let's roll. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep putting out episodes and screaming like a crazy person. So there is a there is a physical reality to being positive, to staying upbeat. At the very least... It makes it so you're not stressed and anxious and or depressed. Makes it so that you're not overeating. It makes it so that you're not uh, oversleeping to where you just can't even get out of bed. You're so depressed or to where you're so anxious and wound up that you just can't sleep. I mean, there are very real effects to being positive that have real effects in the world. And it's not in some manifestation, although I do think there is a little credibility to that. I don't necessarily think the law of attraction. I don't think it's I don't think that's it. I don't think it's. I don't think that's the end-all be-all. But like, you know, with the idea of staying positive and visualizing success, I do think there's some truth to that. But I don't, th- I think it's more so like like Olympic swimmers shaving their legs. Like when all other criteria have been maxed out, I do think that there is a minimal effect that, that can push you across the finish line to first place rather than second. You know, once you're, you're putting in the energy every day, you're waking up, you're working out, so you're clear, your brain's popping, you have some, you know, some some complex carbohydrates for breakfast, so your metabolism's burning that, go take a cold shower, get yourself going, right? Clean shaven, look good, feel good, brush your teeth, comb your hair over, put on some clean clothes, make your bed, meditate, get center-minded, come into the room, you got the microphone tuned up, you got the you got the camera, you got the lights, you got the, it's, it's all, you're putting in your best effort to everything. Once you've maxed out all attributes that you can max out, then push a little further and try to visualize success. And I don't mean it as like, once you've taken care of everything, you can do this trivial thing. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's it's actually somewhere in between. I don't think that it overpowers. I don't think the idea of manifesting or or the law of attraction, I don't think that it's overpowering and that it controls the world, but I also don't think that it is negligible. I don't think it's, it's non, I think it's non-zero. Itchy. I think it's non, yeah, because I'm a fucking heroin. I think it's non-zero in that it's like shaving your legs and uh, Olympic swimmers shaving their legs. It's like the amount of drag it reduces is, I mean, 
negligible. You know, it's if you just straightened out your breaststroke form, if you just lost a little weight, if you just did some more breathing exercises and increased your fucking red blood cell density. Okay. But once you've maxed everything out, like an Olympian, you do that last little bit, right? It's, it's, you, you, you know, you use the slightly, you, you use the paint that weighs an ounce per gallon instead of two ounces per gallon on your Formula One racing car because everything else has been maxed out from strategy to driver capability to, to machine parts to pit crews to, once you've done all that, sure, you try to shave off a little more. Because yes, every other thing, like what if you just took the license plate off the car? Yeah, that would that would literally outweigh the paint. But what happens when you've already done everything? Well, then you do start shaving off just the very little. You're like making a sculpture. Now you've gone from chainsaw to now you're down to like fine, not even sandpaper. You're just polishing. So I think that's what like positivity is. And not that it's not that it's a negligible thing or not that it's a non-existent thing. Yes, once you've done everything else, once you've emailed as many podcast guests as you can, once you put out episodes, you run them through iMovie, you have lighting and, and sound dissipation mats and you have a microphone and a better video quality and audio quality and whatever, blah, 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 blah. You, you shower and shave and comb your hair over. Like Once you do all that, yeah, sure, then you can do your little positivity thing. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is once you do all of that positivity thing, I think there is a physical effect. I don't, I cannot possibly claim to know how it works, but I do think there's a physical effect in the world and not just through some abstract way. Like I stayed positive. So I, you know, I slept better because I was happy and then I worked out more, even though I think that is, you could argue that is no, I think there, I think there is something kind of like telekinesis and i don't mean some like savant in some weird mansion in some shitty movie where they're moving a teacup with their mind but kind of but i don't think it's like moving a teacup i think it's moving the teacup but you can only move it like two microns so it's like you have to do everything else first to where those two microns have a difference otherwise it's not worth going through the trouble to try to move it two microns when you could just use your hand and and knock it over right trillions of microns in an instant so it's more so like right it's like gravity over infinite distances like the other forces are going to take over but once they've kind of coalesced like gravity is gonna this might not be correct gravity might be the stronger but it's right it's 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 shaving hundredths of a penny or add yeah shaving hundredths of hundredths of a penny in price for uh, a can of, of Coke. Um, if you shave off one thousandth of a penny per can of Coke, but when you're selling a billion cans a week, I mean, that has a real effect that comes out to hundreds of thousands of dollars of profit. Like that's, that's a real fucking thing. So it's like, you know, volume with Walmart. It's like their, 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 their profit margin is very low, but their revenue is right. I think Exxon mobile was the most profitable com- com- uh, company last year, but I mean, Walmart, I believe had the biggest revenue, but not the highest profit margin, but it, their profit margin was so low, but it was just amplified over such a massive amount of revenue that it, it did. You know, you get what I'm saying. I clearly don't have a business degree, but I think there is a sort of positive effect 
through staying positive, staying optimistic, not being blind, not being delusional, not being intoxicated on uh, fantasy, but rather once you've maxed out everything and, and I, I, I clearly haven't like fleshed out this idea. It's clearly not a fleshed out, you know, dissertation, but there is something where it's like, once you've done everything that you are capable of, and then you may be arguing whether someone else fucks with it, then does your positive, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I don't, I don't know the, I'm, I feel like I'm discovering this new science. I like, I don't know the laws yet. We haven't fine honed the constants. You know, I don't know pi out to a thousand digits. I don't know what E is, but so just get rid of that. So just assume in a, in a perfect, in a perfect, uh, perfect conditions that, if you do everything that you can do for me, a good night's sleep, exercise, cold shower, breakfast, I make my bed, meditation, shave, I comb my hair over, I put on a clean shirt, put on clean pants, everything. I wipe down my laptop, I make sure the lights are working, and I whew, get it all. I put in my, and I meditate so that I'm clear-headed, I put in my A-game so that I can bring my best. And after all of that, I do meditate and I visualize success. The podcast is going to work. It's going to blow up. You're, you're, one day the subscribers are just going to spike. You're going to get a huge guest. It's going to work. It's going to, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, man, I can't believe that worked. And it's going to be great. And, and your, your family's going to be happy for you. And it's going to, you're just going to turn into money and you're going to be, you're going to be, you can have that relaxation of like, oh, okay, I can't afford my own place now. You know, I can, I can buy health insurance. Like, okay. It's, it's going to, you have to imagine all of that. And I do picture it, but I don't just sit around and I'm like, then it's going to work. No, I'm, I'm making it happen through brute force. But I do think that focusing on it does pull it towards you in much the same way the observer does affect the, whether it's a particle or a wave. You, again, you may argue that's, you know, that was a flawed thing because by the act of measuring it affects it okay well it's still fucking it, the act of measuring it affects it okay so the act of you consciously doing something affects the physical right the ethereal consciousness affects the corporeal concrete matter i don't give a fuck how if it was done by measurement or whether it was your mind actually creates it, it, the thing still happened it still happened i don't give a shit right it's it's McDonald's. They make the, the, the biggest profit margin of McDonald's is their fountain drinks, not their burgers. It doesn't fucking matter. They're just looking for profit. So whether they have to, this whole thing is a burger front for an actual uh, soda operation. It's a, it, it's, it's a, it's a burger money laundering front for, for soda facilitation. Who cares? They're just looking at profit margin. Walmart doesn't care if they're selling coat hangers or whether they're selling uh, face masks for a pandemic. It, they're looking at the profit margin. It doesn't fucking matter. So that's where I think positivity comes in. It's like, I don't know how it works. And at the very least, let's say there isn't. Let's say that it, it's that we're a thousand years in the future and they've concretely shown, just like the world isn't flat, it's not that it's like still up for debate. It's like, no, they've concretely shown that the mind does not have an effect. Your thoughts don't have an effect on reality. Staying positive and optimistic and visualizing success, they've truly somehow, through some advanced neuroscience or whatever, they have shown that it has no effect. It just does not have an effect, right? It's as, it's as moot a point as... You know, superstition, 
like it's just it's just for the sake of this thought experiment let's say they somehow prove that okay okay and i'll accept that but if staying positive means that i don't give up and i keep coming back every day and putting out another episode without giving up and then i somehow stumble upon having elon musk on here and the subscribers explode and then the rest is history to me that that's like again the double slit experiment oh it's not the observer it's the act of measurement regardless there's an act going on and you may be saying well that's not that's not all you know one is a physical act and one is the observer well if it's me observing positivity in my mind or whether it's an illusion of positivity but it has the effect of me not giving up and sending that one last email that happens to just strike the guest that makes it so donald trump comes on my podcast or joe biden I don't I don't care what the what the rationalization is whether was telekinesis was it was it the law of attraction what or was it or was it me just not giving up you know it's it's the picture of the it's the picture of the daughter and wife in the locket for the soldier who doesn't give up like wh- who cares what the explanation is if the end result is you still get home from the war then I I don't, I don't give a fuck you know I I don't care so that's where I think staying positive comes in. Now, to reach really far back, <laughs> January 6th, <laughs> drawing out the dissenters. I was thinking, is the vaccine, is it drawing out those who are willing to submit? And the vaccine, let's say the vac- let's say they had the vaccine before they even released COVID, because they did. But what, and it's not a vaccine, it is the vaccine against COVID, but it's also a vaccine against COVID-20. And what's COVID-20? That's the one they're going to release after they've distributed the vaccines. And it won't be a, a slight sickness. It will kill you within an hour. And so what they will then do is release that and they'll kill everyone in the world who didn't get the first vaccine. And thus they will have killed off those who are reluctant to get a vaccine. And thus they will have successfully culled the population to where the only existing sample size is from those with traits that are open to, yes, I'll get a vaccine for whatever reason it is, whether it's some satanic Illuminati or whether it's just profit driven. What if that's the case, right? And... It won't necessarily because there's there would be a more difficult way to do it. You release a second pandemic and then you go, <laughs> we told you, we told you to get the vaccine. And then everyone goes, oh, OK, I guess I get the vaccine. No, just skip that middle step altogether. Have the vaccine for the first pandemic also be the vaccine for the second pandemic. Release the second. Kill everyone that didn't get the vaccine. And now you have cold your group. And then you could fine hone that more if you'd like through future vaccines. I feel like I'm at a board meeting for the Illuminati. I'm like, this is how we can do it, guys. We can, I mean, if we put together an action plan, I mean, we can call the population as per the Georgia Guidestones. I mean, we can fill, we can create a, a digital beast system and we can leave the planet and collapse it and pit the people against each other. I mean, this is doable by, by within three years. I think so, guys. Here's, here's my charts. Meanwhile, he's just wearing the skin of a sacrificed child with like goat horns. <laughs> but that was a good solo rant. That was that was a solid hour 15. Yeah. Got to. Oh, f- f- fuck. I thought the microphone was off. Well, now I'm not sure of it. Now I'm kind of getting nervous.
Well, whatever. Let's wrap this one up. These hoodies are available. Um, please buy them. Help fund the podcast. Help keep this independent from YouTube. Um, yeah. If anybody has any interesting guests, friends, families, old colleagues, friends of friends, girlfriends, brothers, I, I don't care. Please send them along to me. Uh, have them comment or have them email me at tommyspodcast at gmail.com, T-O-M-M-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, or if you'd so like, at protonmail.com. Yeah, just try to get on here. And I love having guests on here. I love talking to people. Uh, please help it out. If you like it, please subscribe. Please send it to others and tell them to subscribe. It is a, a guerrilla movement. It does not trend. And... um but you know what? Ultimately, that doesn't matter. Let's practice what we preach and just going to come back tomorrow and do another episode and then the next day and then the next day. And that's what we're going to keep doing until the podcast explodes or until I have clinical brain death. Um, it's one or the other. There is no quitting. Um, yeah, th- man, this, this hoodie is dope. I like this hoodie. I, I like it. I'll pat myself on the back for that. I don't care. I like it. All right, guys, stay safe. God bless America. Thanks for the Patreon, guys. Kirill, Garrett, and AJ. Shout out, brothers. All right, guys, peace.